Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. Now, let's turn our attention to God's Word. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's Light Steps Live. We are continuing in our Fruitful Disciples series where we're taking a look at 11 big words that revolve around being a fruitful disciple. If you guys will remember, being a disciple is all about following Jesus. He takes the lead. And in following Jesus, we bear fruit for the glory of the Lord, for the good of our own souls, and for the strength of our testimony. We've covered some words so far. This first powerful word is relationships. Our primary relationship is with God, and our secondary focus must be horizontal on those around us. Then that second big word was Christ-likeness. Everything God's doing in our lives is to make us just like Jesus. And whatever the world does, God will use that to make us just like Jesus too. And that third big word was ambassador. Today, we look at a word that is difficult to even think about. The word is suffer. In the life of a fruitful disciple, we can expect affliction. But we must remember, it has a purpose. In the life of a fruitful disciple, we can expect affliction, but we must remember it has a purpose. Let's turn in our Bibles today to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, and let's look at a few very powerful verses beginning at verse number 3. 2 Corinthians 1 Verse number three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation, and if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1, verses 3 through 7. Three overriding thoughts today in our time together. But let me start with a little bit of a story. The time that I became most angry at God was when my oldest brother died. I literally, we lived on a farm and and I um, had pretty much run of the grounds and I think I kicked and screamed across dozens and dozens of acres over the course of the week that it took between my brother's death or might even been a little bit longer than a week the time that he actually passed away and his and his um took for his body to come back from the united states uh, come back to the united states he was serving in the army in germany i was so angry at at the point that i first heard that he died i 
I jumped on my little bicycle and I pedaled as fast as I could up to this tobacco barn. And I was 13 and I hadn't been 13 too long, about a month and a half. And I went inside the barn and I, I kicked against the, the rock foundation. I kicked against the large log walls. I knocked over some of the burner covers. I, I yelled, I screamed, I, I cursed and I looked heavenward and I shook my fist and I, I didn't, I didn't curse in the presence of God. I, I cursed God. And I decided that day that if there's a God who would allow pain in my life, who would allow this kind of pain, this sharpness of pain, if there was a God who would cease the existence or allow the cessation of the existence of the person or one of the two or three people that I love most on the face of the planet, then I didn't really want anything to do with that God. And what basically grew from that plant of bitterness that day was that if there was a God who would, in my estimation, check my passions, who would reduce my pleasures, who would allow me pain, who would not kowtow to every whim and desire that I had, then whether that God existed or not, and especially if he did exist and, and that was the way he was, I didn't like him and I didn't want to be around him. I became angry at God because God had allowed suffering in my life to a degree that I didn't think I could handle. Of course, I had suffering before that. Every person has suffering. We're born into the world in the midst of struggle and travail. That's why they call childbirth labor. But that day, it was a straw that broke the camel's back, and I decided I couldn't take anymore. And I'll tell you, friends, for the next good many years of my life, between, I'd say, 13 and 25, that was my position. And I decided to increasingly rebel against a God who would allow pain and seemingly stand in the face of many of my pleasures and call them wrong, I decided that such a God wouldn't have my attention. So for many years, with the wrong view of suffering, with the wrong root of some of the causes of suffering, in other words, blaming God for everything, it really kept me from understanding uh, how suffering can be used of God and how God can allow suffering. I don't think I'll answer all of those questions today. I just wanted to set the scene over the next few minutes. Uh, I wanted us to appreciate how an episode in my life caused me to, in a wrongful estimation, a wrongful view of God, in a very pain-filled view of God, to 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 just you know take take the wrong view of things, and it allowed me or caused me to miss out on God, and it made me have a wrong view of suffering. Maybe. Some of you guys have gone through tough times and you can relate how a tough time ruined or skewed your view of God. Maybe some of you guys can relate. But I want to tell you that a fruitful disciple can and should expect suffering. We should expect affliction, but we should also understand that not only God, will God use that affliction to shape us into the image of his son, that affliction can have powerful purpose in our ministry for his glory. Let me give you guys 
three big ideas based on those few verses I read from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Big idea number one about suffering as a fruitful disciple. A fruitful disciple does not simply bear fruit in spite of suffering, but often because of suffering. If you go back and look at verses 3 and 4, the Apostle Paul says very clearly here, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction. It is powerful when, when you and I walk in faith with God, when we walk in fellowship with God, when we take God at his word, when we experience the comfort of God, we suddenly say, wait, in this horrendous, difficult season or, or circumstance in my life, God has met me where I am and God has comforted me. And now I can expect to bear fruit for his glory as I minister to others in their comfort. I can go to someone and say, you, you know, you've experienced loss and it was painful and it and it made you behave and believe in non-helpful ways. Boy, howdy, I've been there. And I can tell my story of how God ministered to me and didn't, uh, God didn't behave capriciously. He pursued me in my pain and he, he met me in my terrible theology and he loved me in spite of it and he brought me to the place to find some healing and comfort in Christ and now just as the apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1 verses 3 and 4 I, I can say that you know uh, uh, I'm not bearing fruit in spite of my suffering I'm bearing fruit in the midst of my suffering I'm bearing fruit because of my suffering and not only fruit for my own good but fruit for his glory not only fruit for his glory but fruit that allows me to be a witness and a minister to others it's a powerful thing when we see this for what it is a fruitful disciple does not simply bear fruit in spite of suffering but often because of it I look back and um I see that time in my life, and it was, boy, it was just one of those seasons. Um, I was in in what we called in those days junior high. Uh, it, it it I made so many dumb decisions in my anger. I I I I was bad in school. I I got in fights. I was rebellious at every turn. But I look back and I see, you know the hand of God's kindness upon me that he did not leave me to my own devices. I, I, I'm telling you, friends, I, I, I could tell you other stories um, of, of trouble, affliction, suffering. I can also tell you stories where it was literally my stupidity that put me where I was, but it was God's kindness that brought me out of where I was. Secondly, a fruitful disciple often experiences suffering for the good and or and or growth of others. A fruitful disciple often experiences suffering for the good and or growth of others. Go back and look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. There the apostle says, For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Why was the apostle Paul and his team of missionaries suffering? They were suffering for the gospel. 
So let's don't miss the context. That's the chief thing here. The chief thing is suffering for the gospel. That's the that's the precept, you might say. We can also extend this truth into the principle. If we're suffering in this world because of the brokenness of the world, if we're suffering because we stand with God when so much doesn't stand with God, if we're suffering because we are, uh, are heralds of the gospel, we are ambassadors of the king, if we're suffering for these things, then we can expect God to use that suffering to bring the, the word of edification to believers and to bring the message of evangelism to the lost. If we can say, I am suffering because of my walk with Jesus, yet I'm still a, still a herald of the king, man, people, people's lives are going to be ministered to because of that. A fruitful disciple, disciple often experiences suffering for the good and growth of others. I, I would remind you in all of this, just keep in your mind thinking of the story of Joseph. Just think of it, think of it, think of it over and over again. Review Joseph's whole story and his his conclusion at the end of his story is, uh, and, and I'll paraphrase this, Genesis chapter 50, verse 12. Uh, I'll paraphrase it and put it in country boy terms. He says, look, brothers, fellows, guys, He's talking to his own family. Look, boys, what y'all meant for evil, what y'all meant to undo me with, God has meant for good. See, he came to understand that whatever people were doing, it, 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 was, not, it was not trumped. Uh, I mean, you know, whatever people did, excuse me, whatever people did did not trump what God was doing. It's vice versa. Whatever people do, God can, can make something out of it. God, God can trump the evil actions of people. Keep that running in your mind. A fruitful disciple does not simply bear fruit in spite of suffering, but often because of it, a fruitful disciple often experiences suffering for the good and or growth of others who rescued Joseph's family in the famine Joseph. Who did they try to kill? Joseph. Wow. Think about Jesus on the cross. Uh, even though they, they, they slayed him, he was slain for the salvation. Wow. Let me get to number three. We're running out of time. Oh, boy. Thirdly, suffering in a fruitful disciple's life becomes a shared experience that is powerful for the community life of Christians. Look at verse seven. He says, our hope for you is unshaken for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. Now, I wanna reiterate here, this is not suffering in general as a precept, it's missional afflictions as a precept but it's suffering in general as a principle. In other words, we, we, we can see that God can move and work no matter who's been moving and working. You know, people have been coming against you, God can move and work. The enemy's been coming against you, God can move and work. And it becomes a community thing. We're, we don't suffer alone and we're not comforted alone. We together are suffering for the Lord and we together are experiencing the Lord's comfort. This, this, is, this is the power of God, not, not just in spite of difficult circumstances, but in the face of difficult circumstances. Perhaps we don't like talking about suffering, and sure, these few minutes of treating the subject aren't enough. 
My prayer is that we can begin to think about the difficult things in our lives through a different scope. Instead of saying, when, when things are going on in our lives, instead of saying, what are these people doing? We can start to ask, God, what are you doing in spite of these people? When it seems we're attempting to do good and, and it causes us problems because we're trying to do good, instead of saying, oh, why are these people against me? We can begin to say, God, what are you going to do in spite of these people being against me? I'll never forget working at this one particular manufacturing facility a few years ago. I was sharing the gospel with some of my coworkers, and somebody was offended and they turned me in and I was pulled onto the carpet by human resources, resources, the manager of the plant, my supervisor, they'd even brought someone in from the home office and they told me, you know, you can't be sharing the gospel here at work. And, and I, I was sitting there and I noticed there was, there was four guys in front of me and I looked in my pocket and I had four eternal life tracks and I says listen guys if you're going to fire me for sharing the gospel then fire me for sharing the gospel and I just stood up and reached into my pocket and handed each one of those guys one of those eternal life tracks and I says you know if you want to fire me fire me but you know I, 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 I have to share the gospel I have to and I really thought as I was leaving that room I was going to be fired but I wasn't I wasn't. I wasn't fired. I was reprimanded, but I didn't stop sharing the gospel. Um, I didn't even become careful about sharing the gospel. I kept sharing the gospel. I, I knew I had shared it on my break. I knew I hadn't missed any work time. And I says, listen, uh, this is, people might be doing this, but the enemy is doing this. And the question is not, what are people doing? The question is not, what is the enemy up to? The question is, what is God going to do in spite of what people are doing and in spite of what the enemy is up to? So we might experience suffering. Let me take that back. We can expect to experience affliction, but it has a purpose. God can use it to bear fruit in our lives. God can use it in the ministry of others, and God will use it in the Christian community to bring him glory and to cause his people to draw together to experience him, to experience his comfort, and to stay on mission in the face of difficulty. A fruitful disciple can expect affliction, should expect affliction, but remember, beloved brothers and sisters, it has a purpose. Thank you for listening to today's Light Steps Live. Look forward to being together again with you guys soon. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. This episode is sponsored by the Light Steps devotional series. Would you like to have Light Steps in print or on your digital reader? Tim Bose has written three devotionals, Light Steps, More Light Steps, and Steps on the Roman Road. These titles can be found in print at the My Life Matters office or in digital format via Amazon. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Music